Hey everybody, welcome back to the Don't Forget This Podcast. It's Brian and Jill. Yes. Good to be back with you again this week. Hope you are doing well. Good to be back with you again for another week, another edition, another thrilling episode of the Don't Forget This Podcast. I cannot wait. Are you ready? To see what we'll say. Yes. Me too. We never know. Yeah. No, yeah. Just for you, those of you listening at home, we do not have a script out mm-hmm. here that we're reading from and really not sure on the direction. Uh, we're going to take a lot of the time. Yeah. And so it may show. It's an adventure. <laughs> it may show. Anyway, all right. So um, there is, in the last several years especially, there's been a rise, a boom in um, Christian comedy uh, that tends to, to be focused more on uh, Christian satire, right? Right. So there are people, there are sites that are popping up all over that are, are adding their, their part to, to the conversation by using satire so to funny. talk about uh, Christian life and practice and churches and organizations and, and all that good kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, every organization, including churches uh, and ministries, you all have, you know, we have our own culture. Right. We have our own things that we say, the things that we do, uh, the way that uh, that we've responded collectively or haven't responded. You know, all of that kind of stuff uh, all gets put into the blender and they pour out a satire smoothie for you then to drink. <laughs> How is that? I told you no kind script, of. right? Jim that Jonesy. Was, that was yes. Okay. All right. Well, now that you put it in that light, it is a little creepy. But uh, so satire, and and there's all kinds of sites out there. There's no shortage of people. Right. 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 You have one. You have some that you visit that you've seen. Right. The Babylon visit. Bee is one of my um, very favorites. Babylon Bee. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um, and you introduced me to another one. Yeah, Lark News has been around for a little while. Uh-huh. Um, they they were earlier on. I remember them being in the satire game, um, but they really just pick up on just you know everybody has these little quirks and these these little strange things sometimes that we do, and it, it may not even be something that we find re- repeated in scripture, but somehow we've developed traditions or right. we've developed, and and so we use those, and uh, it's not until somebody picks up on it. And highlights it in this way that you kind of think, oh, man, that is funny. Right, right. right. Or we're just weird people, you know. We're just strange. Or that never used to be funny, but now it's hilarious. Right. Like now, as nobody does it anymore, it's hilarious to think we used to do that. Like I remember growing up, we called everybody uh, brother and sister. Really? So mm-hmm. it, you, you, uh, brother, brother Tom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sister Jean, uh, and so you didn't, you didn't use their last name. Their first name was brother or sister, and then, then it was their given name, you know. So I, I remember, uh, at a young age, uh, realizing, oh wait a minute, like these people have other names. <laughs> they have a first and last name here. I get what's going on. Oh, you're using the whole brother. We're family, like we're family. So you call each other brother and sister. Right, right. But everybody and nobody thought a thing of it. But now I look back and I think, wow, that was so funny. Like what a weird thing. <laughs> You know, like what a straight, it would make a perfect, it would be on one of these sites. Exactly. You know? uh, 
20 years later, a man realizes he could have dated that, that person because uh, they were not really related. She wasn't related. really his sister. You know? <laughs> and maybe that was the whole plan. Maybe they were trying to cut down Ew. on teenage dating. Uh, and so they just wanted you to know, hey, we're, we're one big family here. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's how you do that. Yeah. Before we had true love waits. Um, we just called each other brother and Before sister. Before we and kissed that, dating goodbye. <laughs> that's right. We just, we just called people brother and sister. And that's good. And every once in a while, I'll hear somebody say that, mm-hmm. call them brother or something or other, you know. And uh, I always think, oh, takes you back, huh? You grew up in one of those too. Like I, I get. You it. were in Illinois, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I was in Indiana, in the Midwest. But we had we had a pastor just to veer off a little bit. Then we yeah. can come back. We had a pastor from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah. And he had us call him Brother Joe. So at vacation bible school he had all the children say you know good morning brother joe well in the culture that i was in that was as if you asked somebody to you know say it in greek or something yeah and he didn't last long at our church <laughs> the cultural divide was just way they weren't too, having it no no brother and sister yeah oh no yeah in my yeah. church so yeah. you know depends yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make fun of your own. Yeah, you know? no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's interesting to, to think back on that. But so so there's these sites. And so I'm looking, Lark News, if you were to go to Lark News. Uh, so here's one. Um, Christian couple maintains abstinence through first two years of marriage, which is great. <laughs> what a virtue. <laughs> who dutifully, um, John and Darla, who dutifully, I'm sure these aren't real people, uh, who dutifully abstain from sex during their 14-month courtship, have remained abstinent after marriage and plan to do so indefinitely. If it was holy before, it must be double holy afterwards, Darla says. <laughs> Can you talk about this stuff? <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's great. I won't, I won't read more, but uh, yeah, so that's why. That's right, right. Um, well, the, the Babylon Bee has one this week, you know, in lieu of or in, in view of Mother's Day, pastor forced to flee country after forgetting to mention Mother's Day. Mother's <laughs> Day is not a holy, high holy day, yeah, people. No. Yeah, yeah. Know. That's right. And in fact, I know a lot of people who would be just fine if you didn't mention it, but yeah. it's like you said, the way it used to be when I was growing up, you know, you had the oldest mother stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, did they do that when you were growing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that's mortifying yeah. for most women. <laughs> the oldest, most decrepit uh. little lady. And then they had the youngest uh. mother, which could really go bad. Or they had, and they had um, the mother with the most children. Mm. And I remember thinking, so your ability to procreate, you yeah. get a plant for this. <laughs> oh, they got a plant. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Stand nice. up, get a plant. Yeah. So um, I guess they were drawing on that, that, you know, if you don't mention Mother's Day, and somehow yeah. Mother's Day is holier than Father's Day. Yeah. Don't know yeah. why, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. they were making fun of that. Yeah. I get how about, it. How about this one? Mega church downsizes cuts non-essential members. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Julie and Bob Clark were stunned to receive a letter from their church asking them to participate in the life of the church or worship elsewhere. They basically called us freeloaders, said Julie. We were freeloaders, said Bob. Uh, or, or wait, wait, Pastor, Pastor Wary of Associates Motives. Pastor Leo Thompson of Grace Community Church has begun to worry that the associate he hired three years ago is trying to win over the church one announcement at a time. Oh, uh-oh. I gave him the task of giving Sunday morning announcements, Thompson says, but he drags it out with lots of jokes and gives a mini-sermon with outline. 
yeah. Well, I've actually seen that happen, so. <laughs> mm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> Not at our church yeah. currently. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, I mean, no, yeah, none of this ever. Yeah. Here's yeah. one. Seeker-sensitive church successfully attracts every genuine seeker in the world. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Uh, making fun of our great. language yes, is what yes, we're making that's right. fun of. That's right. Um, I think. That's right. About awesome website misleads church visitors. Oh. Uh, Martin Anderson was searching for a church to join when he came across the website of Experience, a new congregation meeting in town. There were lots of pictures of happy people, a calendar full of events, cool web features, and audio. He says, I was impressed. But when Anderson visited Experience on Sunday morning, he was surprised to discover 18 people gathered in a public school gymnasium. (laughs) Where did all those people in the pictures Uh, come from? (laughs) Stock photo, iStock.com. That's right. That's That's where they came from. Oh, gosh. Okay, here's one. Trendsetting countercultural youth pastor tucks in shirt and wears slacks. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh, that is unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pastor pulls back muscle while attempting to unpack heavy Bible text. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gosh. Yeah, yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Faith without works is awesome, says Seattle man. After cramming his calendar with volunteer events for the last six years, Al Simpson finally quit all ministry activity and discovered that doing nothing for the Lord feels way better than I expected. (laughs) Simpson still enjoys daily time with the Lord and Bible reading, but he now refuses to lift a finger for the gospel and says no to every request to serve. Wow. (laughs) Relief preachers warming up in bullpen as teaching pastor having trouble. (laughs) Or report... Uh. Hand you're holding in prayer circle, sweating profusely. That is not a, a new. <laughs> oh, the hand holding in the church. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll never forget one time we were in we were in a service, and at the end of the service, um, the pastor, you know who I'm talking about, would would have us raise our hands, hold uh-huh. hands, and raise them up. Yes, yes. Know, at the end, uh-huh. um, which is always comfortable. And <laughs> I just remember, I didn't know the person standing next to me. But um, normally when you don't know somebody and you're asked to hold hands, you, you kind of, you grab, I don't know what this is called, kind of a cup the a other palm, hand, cup, palm, palm to cup. palm. Yeah. 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 There's no intertwining no, no, of the no, fingers, no, no, right? That's weird. Yeah. No intertwining. I reached my hand out for the guy next to me and he grabs my hand and proceeds to intertwine <laughs> his fingers with mine and raise them to the Lord. And I thought, oh no, what's... What is going on? Guys are really, uh, you know, a yeah. little sensitive about. Well, that. yeah, yeah. It it was it was weird, yeah. and I tried to avoid the hand holding thing um, for. I, for there's a long not as time. much of that anymore. No, do you not. think there, no, there used to no, be? But I think no. it's a spread of germs and I think influence and discomfort has uh, helped in general. With that. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. Yep, yep. Uh, so anyway, so we could go on and on. There's right. literally. Hundreds and hundreds of these fake news type. Oh, well, that's probably not the best words to use. It's like the yeah. onion. It only is like the onion. Christian. It's the Christianized version of the onion. Right. Uh, because if Christians are good at anything, they're good at taking something already existing and making a Christian version of it, rather than creating it themselves. <laughs> rather than making it themselves. We're very reactionary. Yeah. yeah. Rather than proactive, sometimes. Like yeah, it's like it's like the TV show The Middle. Have you ever seen The Middle? I love The have, Middle. Have you seen the one where they talk about? Um, I think it was a New Year's Eve party, 
and they talked about um, bringing the kids. This was several years ago. Letting the kids go to the church, and and she's like, oh, I don't want to go to the alternative New Year's Eve party, and uh, and so the voice comes on, alternative uh, New Year's Eve party. It was always the Christian way of doing it, and it shows them like at eleven fifty nine a.m. <laughs> Uh, counting down before it's 12 p.m., you know. And I, I used to yeah. have, oh, and, and what happened? I mean, how did they, did they yell oh, Happy yeah. New Year or were they no, Yeah, praying? no, 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 they were real quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you had to pray in the too. New Year. Yeah, that's not, right. Not fun. If you love Jesus. Right. You're, you're you would be praying at midnight. Right, right, right. <laughs> we used to go to a prayer service at midnight growing up. Really? Um, at some point, and then we quit. Uh, probably because. Well, you know, I, I went to one yeah, they, didn't they call it a watch night service? Oh, watch night, yeah. Um, on on New Year's Eve, watch and night. it was one of the most miserable nights yeah. of my life. Sounds like an eighties. Just drama. because you could make it very celebratory, yeah. and why do you feel like, yeah. um, you have to be somber? Yeah, I, I no don't. alcohol. Well, it's true. <laughs> you, you can't even use the fake stuff. You can't Communion even use the, depends, the bubbly grape stuff. Depends. You know? <laughs> if you're Lutheran, you can. If you're Episcopalian, you that's, can. That's true. Oh. If you're Catholic, you can. Many blessings to to those. I know. Uh, so. Who, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do we know? Yeah. <laughs> then there's uh, Tripp and Tyler. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Tripp and I'm, Tyler? I don't think so. That's They're the ones who did the Christian tingle. Oh, the, yes. Okay. The, wait, 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 the yes, takeoff yes, 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 yes. on uh, Christian yes. Mingle. Yeah. And so all you have to do is put in Trip and Tyler or <laughs> Christian Tingle on yeah. YouTube and find the ultimate satire yeah, on, yeah. Uh, you know, on Christian yeah. dating yeah. services. Yeah. Just so funny. He was, he yeah. had a little, um, child in his arms in his profile picture and she said who who else when i saw his profile picture um i thought oh this is the guy for me because uh he must have been on a mission trip in another country and who right. what kind of a guy is so great would be have his profile picture as him holding a little yeah. child and and it was all great and he said that that was actually uh that kid's from atlanta he was the <laughs> son of our youth pastor <laughs> Ugh, just yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. So, so much fun. Yeah. So they take, um, they take the whatever's you know the onion and and realize, wait, we have a version of that too. Um, there's there's satire to spread. There's plenty of satire for everybody, uh, including including Christianity and and so they've been running with this and, and people are running with it. I think it's I think it's it's hilarious. You yeah, know, it's pretty funny. Um, but it can. It can cross a line, right? Right. There I've is. seen it cross the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and trying to figure out what, what, where's the line when it comes to Christian satire? Like, how do you know that you've crossed that line? Um, it seems like anywhere in satire, is it, sometimes you're going to get close, right? Right. Sometimes you're going to get very close. Um, but as far as Christians making fun of, well, making fun of. Christianity, maybe not making fun of Christians. I don't know. Uh, it I don't seems know. like when you target a particular person to yeah. make fun of, and, yeah. and the Babylon Bee will do that sometimes, and right, I'll think, right, right. "Oh, I think you've crossed the line yeah. when you make fun of a particular person yeah. and their, you know, whatever version they, yeah, 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 ascribe to. Right. That, that that crosses the line. Yeah. So you take something. Related specifically to someone, a particular person, yeah, and uh, 
you use that. Right. Uh, for I, I mean, for instance, um, you know, whatever you think of Joel Osteen, yeah. um, the Babylon Bee will, will make, you know, posts about him, him yeah. and, and, um, you know, oh, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. What, whatever you yeah. think, you know, it's, uh, isn't necessary to take a jab at somebody's character. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. So does so there it is hurt? A I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, humor, don't they say that humor and sorrow are very mm. similar? Yeah. Um, and things are funny sometimes. I've, I've told my husband this often because he, he teases a lot. Yeah. He comes from a family of just people who are relentless yeah. Yeah. Um, teasers. And I said, you think about every joke that you've ever told. Um, and you can say, oh, or, or some little, little way you're teasing somebody. You can say, postlude it with, oh, I was just teasing. Yeah. But the reason it's funny is because there's a little tiny bit of truth to it. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, right. You know, I don't right. know. Maybe a lot of humor is, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Think about, I mean, oh, yeah. we love, think about America's funniest videos. Yeah. What do people laugh the most at? People who are frightened to death or hurting themselves yeah. or falling down or... I was going to say a baseball to the crotch. There you go. always good for a laugh. <laughs> as long as we know that the person survived yeah, yeah. without permanent damage. Yeah. And how do we know that? Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, they seem okay. You know, it's worth exactly. laughing at. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess, again, when you don't know them, um, you don't know that they're okay. <laughs> then, then it's not nice to laugh. Yeah, yeah. But if you know everything's yeah. all right, I guess it's okay. I, right. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Can, but can, why do we find this stuff so funny? Like, why, why are the stuff on Babylon B, the stuff on Lark, um, these different um, comedians? I, I think it's because it's the it so truth funny? in it. Yeah, it's it's the truth yeah. in it. Yeah, truth is yeah. funny, and yeah. it's like you said. I think we have a perspective now that we didn't used to have. Right. Um. About about our own. Right. And, uh, right. I think I mentioned to you, we were talking about this before, that uh, a lady that I find very interesting is Susan Sparks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned her last time or not. Is that the wife of Nicholas? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's quite the duo. Uh, no. <laughs> she yeah. is the pastor of the, uh, I think it is the First Baptist Church, or Baptist Church, First Baptist Church, Madison Avenue in New York City. Mm. She was a corporate lawyer turned stand-up comedian, turned pastor, um, who is an avid Harley writer. So she, she makes fun of her own and that, that is her philosophy. Her philosophy is I, I will not joke on any group that I'm not part of. Mm. So maybe we feel a little bit justified in joking on Christians if we are yeah. If they're part of the family, yeah. you know, yeah. whether that justifies it or not, I don't know. I think right. you still need some boundaries, but, um, right. Right. Anyway. Yeah. We just do funny stuff, you know, it's true. Like, and we just come to accept as normal. Some things that are just kind of, you know, silly when you boil it down or you look at them, you're like, what? that's, I'm even thinking through, uh, the, um, church camp. Um, so I'm working on another talk here uh, related to my church camp, summer church camp experience, uh, growing up. And 
So it was interesting because we went out to this place in Marion, Indiana, mm-hmm. and and uh, there was like, you know, there wasn't a lot going on at this camp, but we kind of made up our own deal. Sure. And, and we had these ri- things, rituals we do every every time, and and we had like some kind of a like a homecoming dance. But there was no dancing, but everybody got dressed up and you had a date. And there you was to, no it was like dancing. a banquet. It was like a banquet kind of thing. And you'd show up there and you'd have this meal and they'd have like a king and queen and a court. And, uh, really? But no dancing. But you had all of those things. And, you know, it's just, uh, just interesting. You know, the, 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 la- the second to last night was always the, um, you know, if you died on the way home from this camp, uh, would you spend forever in eternal conscious torment or you know and so everybody would come up we'd all be crying and snotting all over each other right, right. hugging you know and, and there would be stories about you know kids last year who never made it home yeah and if all those stories were true there would be no kids left right. to come back to <laughs> right, camp. right right but i just think like even the most uh, what seemed the routine expected yeah this right. is how you do it i look back now and i think wow there's so much funny stuff uh, but you, you know, you just popped something in my mind about that. That I was a counselor at middle school camp one time mm. in uh, at Lake Tippecanoe Ooh. in Indiana. Nice. And um, it was my first first time there. I I was a camper when I was ten, but um, this was as a counselor. And all the girls who were seasoned campers uh, on Thursday night there was a a, a service, and they all brought their their nice clothes yeah. which was hilarious because they hadn't taken showers in right. three days their <laughs> right. feet were so nasty but yeah. they were they were looking good like yeah, yeah. From, from the knees up oh yeah and um they said we need kleenex we need kleenex and i said why do you need kleenex for tonight and they said well it's the night that you cry yeah <laughs> <laughs> we know that we're going to be so moved that that we cry yeah yeah, so, yeah. you just yeah. come expecting right not not maybe a work of the Holy Spirit, but you just come exactly. expecting like I'm going to cry. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's very funny, and so I think like we all have that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. or um, you know, just general cultural Christian stuff that right. until somebody points it out and uh, makes a headline out of it or something that's right. absurd, you know, that you think, oh man, that is kind of gets you out of yourself, yeah. doesn't yes. it? And you can look yeah. at it from yeah. From somebody else's viewpoint, if they didn't yeah. uh, grow up like you did, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yep, and and it's just it's something to laugh at, uh, and I think we should probably spend more time laughing at ourselves. You are, you are <laughs> preaching uh, to me. I, yeah, I, I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Did you have when you went to camp? Can yeah. I um, double yeah. back? Oh on yeah. A no, second. Let's do it. Um, did you have buddy check? You know, um, no. you would go swimming, yeah, and you would always have to. Where I went to yeah. camp, you always have to have a buddy oh. in in the lake with you, right. so that every X number of minutes, <clears throat> the um, lifeguards who rowed around a rowboat would yell "buddy check," and you had to hold the hand mm-hmm. up of your buddy to make sure that we right. were all above water. Right, right. You didn't know that. Have I told you the story? No. Uh-uh. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, at my camp. This is the other weird thing. It was weird when you look back yeah. on it. Um, when you arrived at camp, you either got a... You, they uh, gave you a swimming test. Mm. You either got a green tag and they labeled you a swimmer. Yeah. Or you got a red tag and you were labeled a sinker. No way. I, I didn't tell you this. No, I've never okay. heard of that. 
Um, yes. So I was a sinker. Were big really? old red tags, like Hester Prynne with a big A on her on her front. And this is me, the sinker. Did you have to pass a test? Yes. You said? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, so you pass a test I, I or you don't sinker. pass a test. And Correct. They, they slap so it you on. had to stay within. You yeah. Know. And, I mean, they just had our safety in mind, but, sure. but it was kind of humiliating. Yeah. But the thing I found most intriguing about that was uh, the buddy check system. Yeah. And I thought to myself, 10 years old, someday, me, the sinker, I'm going to stand up in that lifeguard's chair and I'm going to yell buddy check. That's going to be me. <laughs> you it's know good. where this is going? It's good to dream, isn't it? It's good to have goals. So I came back Yeah. when I was in high school. Oh, I was 19. I was in college to that camp. And um, we were all very young, and the camp nurse was young. Yeah. And um, we decided in our immaturity. Mm. Are you sure I haven't told I, you this no, story? Uh, no, keep going, though. Um, getting to it, immaturity. So okay, immaturity. Good. In our immaturity, we um, decided, the girl counselors decided that it would be fun to, after our little charges were asleep, to go down to the lake and go skinny dipping. Oh, come on. We, yes, we were That's We right. were counselors That's at right. Baptist church camp. <laughs> and the nurse wasn't, but maybe, uh, camp nurse was maybe 21 years old, so she yeah. was in on it too. Yeah. Um, so it was about midnight. We all synced up our watches. We made sure all the little charges were asleep. Yeah. And we sneaked down to the lake and we went skinny dipping. All yeah. girls, you know, right, it was right, it was sure. it was okay. Sure. And um, I remembered nine, ten years before that I my promise to myself that someday yeah. I would stand up in that lifeguard chair. So I remember swimming in the moonlight and seeing that chair, thinking, "Well, why not?" Yeah. So I got up in the chair, but I didn't just sit in the chair. I stood up in the chair and yeah. I yelled. Why I yelled, I do not know. <laughs> was not my intent to get caught doing this. I yelled, buddy check, and jumped off, and um, and everything turned out just fine. I look back on that and think, uh, they would have dismissed all of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, something could have happened to one of the children. Right. And, and there would have been none of us to help them. And besides, the camp nurse was in the middle of a lake playing Marco right. Polo with the rest of sure. us. So. <laughs> So, as camp season rolls around, <laughs> be sure to sign your little tyke up. I will not be. Um, Jill you know, is not allowed no, I'm on not any allowed campground. There so but it's far. just one of those things you look back yeah. on and, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that was a diversion. No, 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 that's good. So, I think it's, um, I think I agree. It is one of those things where um, in my family, um, there are certain things that we can talk about. There's certain things we can poke fun at. Mm-hmm. There's certain things, um, but I also know certain things I can't. Right? right. So I know where if I if I bring something, if I were to bring something up, and even just joking about it, um, I know where the buttons are. Right. And so, but within our family, we have we have gone through life. We have gone through things, and so part of that relationship is that we can. We know the jokes and we know um, the stories and we know the the language we use and we know all that kind of stuff. We know the mannerisms so we can right. talk about it in a way that maybe others can't. And so somebody it, – it's like one of those things like I can make fun of my sister but you, you can't make fun of my exactly. sister. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like um, because then we're – you know, well, then we'll have problems. And um, so I think, I think in some ways 
um, Christian satire is is the attempt to kind of hold some of these things up and and say if you really think about it and and, and these aren't things you know these aren't commandments or anything like that if you really think about it um, this this is funny like this is worth laughing at but we know it like we're in on it we're right. in on the joke and 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 we understand that um, but the further you are removed from the people you're talking about or the situations, uh, it's harder to pull off good Christian satire, I think. Mm-hmm. I think after, then it just becomes, um, you're just tossing stuff in, trying to blow things up here and there. Exactly. You know? um, and, but there's a way to use satire, I think, that that highlights some of these things and just helps us remember, oh, wait a minute, you may you may be on this journey, you may be following this God together, but, um, but you're just funny people. Relevant Magazine has an article out by... Um, by John Acuff, and um, he writes regularly for Stuff Christians Alike, and, and he has his own writings and books. And um, But he has this article on there about three rules of Christian satire. Um, and he says, if you're a Christian and want to be funny, you have two options. You can be cheesy or you can be hurtful. The first one involves a lot of humor with kittens and rainbows. You have to tell gobs of limericks or send mass-forwarded emails that end with a little kid doing something all rascally. Uh, Your other option is to become cynical and critical of Christianity. You pick on Carmen and facing the giants and slam everything with the vicious tongue of poison. (laughs) Uh, Wow. (laughs) the, The problem with this approach is that no one in the history of mankind has ever said, you know, the way you rip into Christianity on your blog really helped me begin a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Uh, Thank you for using your cynicism for the Lord. Mm. The third, often an unacceptable option, is satire. But how is that different from uh, cynicism? And so he reviews a rule. Um, And he says this, mockery is not the same thing as satire. Mockery always involves a victim. Satire doesn't. Mockery is about wounding someone and leaving a bruise. Satire isn't that way at all. Uh, I define satire as humor humor with a purpose. Humor with a purpose. Mm. My purpose is to clear away the clutter of Christianity so we can see the beauty of Christ. I do that with satire, which is a tremendous vehicle for truth. It's like a big mirror. You take an issue, you blow it up so it's big enough and obvious enough for everyone to see. Then you stand next to it and ask, is that us? Are we okay with that? Is this what it means to be the church? Uh, The other big difference is that God hates mockery. Satire? I feel he actually exhibits a bit of satire in the Bible. So the next point he makes is, to use satire, you have to know how to surprise people. He, he quotes a book, Accidental Magic, by uh, Roy Williams, uh, who writes about something called Broca, B-R-O-C-A, Broca. Mm. Uh, Broca is the part of your brain that filters the new ideas you hear. The brain likes to associate new information with old information so it can stop trying so hard to concentrate on the new ideas. So when you see a red ball, you automatically place it in the red ball bucket in your brain and think about something else. The challenge then for communicators is to get around Broca. The best way is to surprise people, and satire is fantastic at it. Uh, for instance, there's a radio station in Atlanta that plays what they call an inspirational vitamin every morning. It's an uplifting, uplifting gospel song and Bible verse reading moment, but it's sandwiched between their normal programming, which is hip-hop. In essence, they go, booty, God, booty. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 
Now, wow. if, I, if I say to a crowd, tonight I want to talk about the ways we fracture our lives and don't live consistent walks of faith, Bracco will step in and file that idea away because we've all heard that before. Uh, if I say, tonight, let's talk about booty, God, booty, you can't categorize it. No one says, geez, again? <laughs> Billy Graham has talked about booty, God, booty a million times. Uh, yeah. So satire is a critical communication tool, he says. He closes it like this. Satire is a tricky thing. It's hard not to slip into mockery. So he sees it as, um, hey, it's a way to hold some things up that aren't essential and kind of right. clear those away. Right. I um, love it. Yeah. And then it's a way to communicate well because if you if you bring up satire, if you mix it up in your communication, um, people can't automatically write off what you're saying and say, oh, I know that. That's... You're talking about this idea. I've already heard a message on that, so I can just turn it off. I can just turn yeah. it off. Uh-huh. Um, but if you if you That's use really that, good. yeah, yeah. If you use that, then people don't know what to do with that, and so they're more apt to listen to see where you go with it. You know, um, which is which is fascinating. It's a fascinating way to Who look did, at it. That was Relevant Magazine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonathan Acuff. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's interesting. I do I do see, and I think you know Jesus in his interaction with some of the religious leaders. I think um, he sometimes moved into satire in the way that they acted and dressed, and the way that they tried to prove themselves. You know, and um, and he kind of lifts that up in order to clear it away. You know, it's like the two men praying and. So the one the one leader stood outside where everyone could see and was beating his chest and raising his hands and looking up to heaven and crying out to God, you know. Um, and I imagine Jesus didn't just like read those words like he was telling a dramatic story, you know. I like to think that maybe Jesus was acting out the parts and and doing this big thing. And then he says, but then there was this other person who um, was 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 down and humbled and couldn't even lift his head up to heaven and they were just crying out to God um, and he says yeah, which which do you think um, the father was listening to you know and uh, so he uses he uses like this imagery of this religious person right um, the stereotype of this exactly. religious person you know mm-hmm. just to kind of highlight oh wait wait yeah let's that's not what it takes. Like that's not what God's looking for. God is looking for someone who probably looks more like this, you know. Um, and uh, and so I think satire does that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and it's, so it kind of clears that away, and it and it and makes you, it draws you in, um, in order to make sometimes a very serious point can be made with satire. Exactly. Um, but it's a lethal weapon. You know, you need, I think it's tricky. I think you need, Very tricky. you need a little time and training and <laughs> you don't always get it right. Like, you know? like humor, like, yeah. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah. like the nugget of truth, you yeah. know, yeah. Will, will it wound or will it, um, enlighten? Right. Uh, right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's easy to say, what I was only kidding, you know, as, as if that covers over a multitude and of sins. And it does yeah, no. not. <laughs> right. Trust me. Right, right. Yeah. You're fat, you're fat, yeah. you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. Just teasing. Right. You know, you can't. Mm, yeah. Mm, you can't do that. No, no, no. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Great article. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we're, we're uh, I think we land on the side of, of good satire. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian or not, good satire is just funny. I think it... It does do those things. It's it's something that uh, family members get to enjoy. 
Just yeah. self-deprecating enough. Yes. It's how you start every good talk you've ever given, I think, or, yeah. or, or something you have in your mind is is um, to just be just self-deprecating enough to be yeah. able to identify with everybody. So it's kind yeah. of what satire yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And it reminds us um, that we don't have to take ourselves so seriously. Exactly. All the time, you know? And sometimes the best humor comes out of taking things seriously. Uh, it's not that you're just flipping about everything. And I think C.S. Lewis even has a whole section in the book about that, about, no, no, you've you've put in the time and the work and the effort. Um, so now you're able to use humor. Now you're able to joke and use satire um, because you've already been through, you've already gone through it, you know? Right. Um, so you've, it's not that you don't take things seriously. It's that you've taken them seriously and you're able to laugh about it. You know, like you're able to joke about it. You're able to reflect and say, we are, we are just weird sometimes. We are. And, and it's, and it's strange, right? So own the weirdness, you know, embrace it, give it a big hug. And you've uh, had your dinner now eat your dessert. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, we don't need to get get bent out of shape on um, on satire. I'm going to go right back and watch Christian Tingle again. Yes, yes. Two parts, right? Isn't there two there's versions? A, of there's it? a two. The yeah. first one's better. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, there's some homework assignment America time. <laughs> go ahead and uh, speaking of America's funniest home videos. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, all right. So that's uh, that's satire. Now, now next time, I don't know. Can I do a teaser for next? Yes, time? Yes, do because uh, we are yeah. so pumped yeah. about next time. Next time, I, and it kind of goes along in this vein of satire a little bit, uh, maybe. Maybe it's us doing the satire. <laughs> I think it is because this is true stuff. Yeah, is, uh, yeah. But we're talking about uh, Beyonce, Mass, and aerialists in church, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. And it actually, they all happened. And that's they all the happened. thing. It's really not made up. It's right. uh, a Beyonce Mass yeah. in a Catholic church in New York City, I believe. I think so. And, um, I think so. Yeah. yeah, and so, the aerialists uh, spinning from the ceiling. Right, and a, a pastor yeah. had a problem with that. Can you yeah. imagine? Right, right. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Well, so what would work in the places where we, where you, uh, yeah. worship, and uh, what would you expect to see out of that? I that would can't be interesting. wait. If you have enjoyed Don't Forget This Podcast, well, why don't you tell somebody about it? Why are you keeping this to yourself? For shame. I mean, I mean, of all the self... No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to insult a person who's listening. But if you, if you, uh, if you appreciate it, if you enjoy it, if you've laughed a little bit maybe um, and uh, learned something in the process, why not share that with somebody else? We'd love to have more people in on this. Um, and you can comment on these stories and your favorite favorite Christian satire on the Facebook page. Don't forget this podcast, and uh, you can you can like us and subscribe on iTunes and all that good stuff. So that uh, that's what we got. That's what we got. So go out and laugh at yourself, uh, <laughs> and uh, laugh at those in your family uh, and uh, my children. <laughs> yeah, your children. Oh, it'll be great. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening again. We hope that you have a great week, and we will see you next time. Bye bye.